0: professional musicians, health and nutrition experts, extreme sport athletes, social media and brand strategists, and some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, event hosts, and speakers. It's time to do another recap of the last six months of Upbeat. You guys, time is flying. This is episode number 75, which is crazy. And if you've been here sticking with me throughout all these episodes, then just know I'm very appreciative. I am just so grateful for you so thank you for listening in every week and making upbeat a part of your weekly routine i appreciate that but if you haven't caught up on every episode that's okay <laughs> you know i don't expect every single person to listen to every single episode it gets hard you know that's that's kind of an of an impossible ask you know it just gets hard sometimes life happens we get busy things have been especially crazy in this lovely year of 2020 <laughs> Uh, So I get it, you know, and that's why I do episodes like this one every once in a while because I've interviewed some incredible, incredible people and there have been a lot of really Sincere and valuable conversations, and just overall good moments on upbeat. Way too many to even feature here in this one episode, (laughs) but I do my best to, you know, find clips from these episodes to share with you here, and just kind of give you a feel of each guest and who they are and what they do and what the vibe was and what topics we covered. But the purpose of these recap episodes are one to catch you up if you're not caught up, two to give you a taste of what's happened and who's been on the show, and. Kind of honestly, just let you customize your listening experience a little bit. And so, if you hear someone in this episode that you like, then you can go back and look up their whole episode and, and find them that way. And then, three, if you've been listening, then these are still just some really good takeaways and reminders. Plus, Honestly, this is just a really fun and special thing for for me uh, to do these six month reviews and to listen to the episodes and pull out clips for this one and just kind of look back and remind myself of how far I've come, you know, and how much I've done. It's a lot of work and I'm proud of myself and it makes me happy to see see the success that Upbeat has had so far and (laughs) we're definitely not the biggest podcast in the world at all. Uh, But still, we've had a lot of wins, a lot of wins worth celebrating. And and in so many ways, too. You know, I've received a lot of messages from people saying how it's helped them, like drastically helped them. I've received the same kind of message from guests. Uh, And something special, too, is that guests have actually sent me uh, touching messages that listeners have actually sent them, which is just amazing. And the quality of people that have come on this show to share their experiences and their lessons and their stories. Has just been phenomenal. I never thought in a million years that I'd be talking to some of these people. So I'm so grateful for that. Uh, And then the growth of the podcast, too. You know, again, we're not the biggest in the world, but Upbeat has also been on some of the top podcast charts multiple times in multiple categories and in multiple countries, (laughs) which is, again, crazy, but I'm so grateful for it. And this is just a wild ride. You know, I'm learning a lot. It's hard every single week to stay consistent. Uh, but it is such an honor to meet these guests and interview them and make content like this and push it out there. And I just hope that it's reaching you guys and that you're loving it too. If so, please follow the podcast, you know, subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff. But yeah, some of these milestone moments have come in the last six months, and so I'm excited to jump into this episode, share these clips with you guys, featuring guests Jenny Oaks-Baker, David Tao, Billy Bowie, Josh Perry, Kenyon Salo, David Meltzer, Anna Rose, Nick English, Danielle Lateef, and Rich Redmond. Let's get into it. (laughs) Jenny Oaks-Baker, professional violinist.
1: Well, first off, make sure you practice like absolute crazy. Because if you're not the best at your craft, it's going to be even harder to make it. So practice, 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 and develop your skills. And once you've done that, and as you're doing that, also become a good advocate for yourself. I mean, I I play the violin, but I feel like, I don't know, 90% of the time I'm marketing. So become good at marketing. I'm, you know, making social media posts or sending out you know, advertising type things or encouraging conductors to book my show or so, so much of what I do is marketing and I'm not trained in marketing. So I've just had to kind of figure it out and I don't think I'm very good at it, but I feel like my skills (laughs) kind of make up for some of that, but it'd be pretty amazing if I were really good at social media and marketing. I think I could be even more successful.
0: David Tao, health and fitness expert and CEO of Barbend. Working out
2: is good for you resistance training, strength training, you don't need to be setting world records, but doing strength training and resistance training is really good for the body and it's really good for the mind. Your mind is part of your body. You're going to see a lot of mental benefits from strength training. You're going to see a lot of confidence gains. Knowing you can lift something you used to not be able to, knowing you can do something you once thought impossible for yourself. First off, that's awesome. You're going to feel better. The people around you are going to tell you're going to feel better. You're going to like... You're just going to be a cooler person, I guarantee it. And it's not about, again, it's not about setting world records or being like the absolute best. It's about being better than you used to be. And I think the first thing is sometimes you have to get beyond the notion of going, gyms are great. If you can go to a gym, go to a gym. But you can start improving your physicality and start strength training without going to a gym. A gym is not a prerequisite. There are things you can do that don't require a gym membership that can improve your strength and improve your health. One of the best things is to walk more, right? If you have never trained physically in your life, one of the best things you can do is start walking more every week. If you've never done anything physical in your life and you start taking three 10-minute walks a day, everything is going to feel better. Like, that's awesome. Maybe it's walking more. Maybe it's starting to master body weight movements at home. Like, if you've never strength trained before and you want to get your upper body stronger, start mastering a push-up. There are some amazing tutorials. We have some great content on Barpen. There are great YouTube videos out there about mastering the push-up and getting really good at push-ups or installing a pull-up bar in your home. If you can walk, do a bodyweight air squat, do push-ups and do pull-ups, and you can get really good at those and train those at home consistently, you're going to get stronger than like 90% of people out there with just your body weight. It's pretty amazing, right? Strength is not... Just heavy barbells and sweaty gyms that are full of chalk and heavy metal music, right? It's not necessarily
3: that.
2: You can use your own body weight. You can get active at home. You don't need to be going to Gold's Gym, Venice Beach, the mecca of bodybuilding. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can do and a lot of different ways to, to build strength that are, I think, beyond
0: the stereotype a lot of people have. Billy Bowie, CEO of Elevate Experiences and world class MC and event host
4: one time for your mind about to rhyme for the listeners tuning in my name is billy b from the a that's the way i go hey thanks for tuning in born again represent i have some fun when i flow parker on this microphone i'm looking at you on the zoom today and keep on going i hope you're smiling today and then show what's blowing and going oh that's all i got man (laughs) that was sick though that's all i got for now that was sick yeah i love it i love it i love it I like things really simple. I like to boil things down to either a Venn diagram or something I can draw out on a napkin. I think if you can't draw out your dream on a napkin, it's probably not going to come true. And so that transition for me was, it was my head, my hands and my heart. What was going on in my mind? Okay. What's all this stuff I've learned, data, facts, information. How can I use all my sales ability? What was going on in my heart, my emotions, my feelings, my, what am I going to do now? And the transition from baseball was hard. I mean, I'd never been cut from anything. And to be told you're not going to play anymore, it was devastating. So I had to really examine my heart. What did I want to pursue? And then my hands is what am I good at? What can I take with my hands and actually make money at? So with my head, things I knew, with my heart, things I felt in my hands, I was like, hey, I want to try something new. I love the book as a kid, Curious George. Uh still love that book. I read it to my kids. And Curious George was this Uh, this monkey that would always go around and break stuff. And then there was the man in the yellow half that would come around and try to help fix those things. And I like breaking stuff. I'm a risk taker. I like trying new things, but I also love music and entertainment. So I tried to figure out how could I make money? And this is what they don't tell you in college is how could you make money doing things that you like actually like and you actually do them Gary Vaynerchuk is one of my favorite leaders of all time. I love the way he says that. Same here. I mean, social media is a slang term for the current state of the internet. And I remember when the internet came out, my freshman year of college, the internet was born. I remember hearing that coo, 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 like that first sound of the internet going, holy crap, everything just changed. And now seeing um, Gary's video, I watched probably five or six years ago um, called Document Versus Create. I started to think about what are the things that I naturally do? And you've got a, you got a video that's got a billion views because you just documented what you're good at, which is beatboxing. You just documented it. So the transition for me was what do I love? What am I good at? What are my hands, head and heart pursuing? And then as I go along, um, there's a great, uh, I just mentioned before we started this call is I was down at Disney world, my family, and there's a wonderful ride at the magic kingdom in Orlando called the carousel of progress In 1964, in the uh, World's Fair, Walt Disney introduced this new ride, and there's a song that is sung during the Carousel Progress. It's called There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. And I just, like that ride as a kid, and even now, I wrote it just, I think I wrote it yesterday, actually. Every time I've ridden that ride, it always just sparks my heart to say, man, if I believe, and for the listeners that are tuning in, if you believe that there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, whatever that means for you, you're going to pursue things today that's going to help you get there. So, yeah, man, I I just uh, went through that failure, went through that tough season of not playing baseball anymore, but then really looked at that great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And um, music has always helped me. And that's one song that's really just kind of stood the test of time for me.
0: Josh Perry, professional BMX biker and keto coach.
5: Something I talk about on stage and pretty much any social media post you see for me, it's like, you know, we have two choices at a day when, um, you know, hardship or obstacles or adversity hits and it's like, you can be the victim and play small or you can be the survivor and i've actually learned to change my language from survivor to creator you know we can be the victim of our experiences and our our reality is determined by our external experiences or we can be the creator of our life and we can choose to take the events and the experiences externally but also we can change our internal environment any day, just with with thought alone. And so we can become a creator of our life. And that's what I decided to do. I was like, you know, I did that at a young age. I created this reality that not many people besides my parents uh, and my brother believed in me. You know, I had a lot of doubt from teachers and coworkers and, you know, strangers, whatever. Um, But I was able to create a reality based on my inner world. And so too often do I see people limiting their potential to achieve their dreams based on the influences in the outside world. And it just, it's sad. And I don't, I, I never want to be one of those people. And I want to actually lift those people out of that space to be the creator of their life because we all are born with that choice and perspective. And ultimately that choice and perspective is going to influence the choices you make in your day to day. That's going to determine the reality you live in. So there's a quote I love it's your personality creates your personal reality. And so your personality is made of your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. And that creates your personal reality you live every day. And so if you're not aware of like your past, present personality that you're living every day, then how can you, do you expect to change moving forward to create a new reality? And so I had a drastic wake-up call to audit who I was and ultimately decide who I wanted to become. And that's everything I've done. And part of that, a big part of that, is inspiring that perspective in other people to be able to do the quote, unquote, impossible in their lives. Um, Because I believe everyone can do whatever they believe they possibly can. It's just a matter of choosing to, you know, void all the outside influences.
0: Kenyon Salo, a skydiver for the Denver Broncos and professional speaker.
6: Live more fulfilled. And we live more fulfilled by helping others. And when we live more fulfilled by helping others, first, everything we desire comes back tenfold. I was just actually sharing with a friend the other day where I had way back in uh, 2013, 2014, I had bought someone's groceries and I went out and it was on my bucket list was to buy somebody's groceries, not tell them why, just do it. So I bought someone's groceries and in the process, uh, you know, cost me like 50 bucks to do it. And it was super amazing. I had a little video camera on the conveyor belt and it captured it and I've used it in my trainings and it's been super powerful. Fast forward seven years, I got a check in the mail the other day for about 500 bucks and I had totally forgotten, but I had talked to someone about a year ago and they're like, hey, can we use a little clip from the footage of where you bought someone's groceries? I was like, of course, of course, whatever. And then a year later, they ended up using it and they sent me um, a check for $500. Now, interestingly enough, that's 10 times what I spent. Now, did I do the bucket list item to get paid? Absolutely not. But I do find it interesting that I always say from stage, everything you desire comes back tenfold. And it might not always come back monetarily, but it will come back to you tenfold when you help others first. And that is about community. When we help others, it's about community, and it has a ripple effect around the entire world. And I live by those three things, 100%. Now, what I found, doesn't matter where I go around the world, who I talk to, young or old, the same four things come up. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I have have responsibilities. And I have fear. Those four things are the same in every human being that come up that keep people from doing what they want to do. I always say, say yes. Let the how figure itself out later. I know skydivers who are janitors. They live on a, a governmental janitor salary. And they have thousands of skydives. If I said to them in the very beginning, they said, well, how much does skydiving cost? I'm like, well, you're going to put in tens of thousands of dollars. They'd be like, oh, that's so much. I can't. I don't have the money. What I find is when they go say yes and they do one skydive, then they do another. Then you just pay for another. And then the how, figure, and then they pursuit, oh, wait, I could work here part time at the drop zone. I could pack parachutes. I can, you know, uh, do stuff around the drop zone and get paid. And then I can also skydive. They figure it out. And they start saving money in different ways. Like, hey guys, I'm not going to go out to the bar tonight because I'm going to use that money that I was spending on the bar to go skydiving. That's an example of how it works. The biggest thing is just to say yes. And a lot of times things don't cost money. Like someone says, hey, you want to go, go on a hike or walk down the beach or you want to go to the movies or have dinner? Just go. I've never come back from anything from doing stuff with people and been like, oh, that was a horrible idea. And even if it was like something totally nutty, You'll have the best story to share in the world. And stories are the best. And that's what I love doing is sharing the stories, especially out of things like you won't believe what happened. You will, we took a right. <laughs> we should have took a left. We took a right, man.
0: David Meltzer, co-founder of Sports One Marketing and one of the top 10 keynote speakers in the world.
7: Yeah, so number one, you have to shift the paradigm of value of money, right? Money, once you realize money is comes through you, not for you, meaning that. Once I determined that money wasn't for me, but what motivated me to give money was allow it to come through me with appreciation for others. Uh, And that motivated me. And then it took the shame and worthiness out of money, allowed me to take my ego out of money and allowed me to receive money with goodwill and good faith combined with that money and allowed me to be motivated beyond belief for money without any resistance or interference. So I have a saying, the the legs feed the lion, that I can't give what I don't have. So the stronger my legs are, the more I can eat. The more I can eat, the more I can feed others. And I surround myself with the right people, the right ideas. I surround myself with people that feed me, not bleed me. And so I started looking at things money-wise, taking all the negative energy, the worthiness, the guilt, and all these negative ego-based emotions that created separation, interference uh, from what I wanted. And I started living in the flow of money, knowing that money comes through me for others with great purpose. And I stayed laser focused on being productive, meaning adding value, being accessible, meaning accessible to others to be of service and of help and of value, and also accessing what I want. One of the key components of me making a lot of money was money doesn't buy happiness, but it allows me to shop. And if I shop for the right things, I'll be happy. And if I shop for the wrong things, I won't be. But I had to have money. And so I shifted all this mindset to money without any guilt, without any worthiness issues without any interference, void shortages or obstacles. And I didn't care how I made the money as long as it had the values that I have, integrity, and love, and family, and life, and lessons and all of those things. But moreover, I am a money-making machine. I love money. Money is the currency of this vibration. It's an object of energy that we put into the flow. The more money I have, the more I can give. That's what inspires me today, knowing that I have to clear the connection, the interference between that which inspires me and me. And then it can give it to others and can clear that connection as well. There's no separation, there's no inferiority or superiority. There's no judgments or conditions. It's just, I want to make as much money as I can to help as many people as I can, knowing I'll have a ton of fun doing it. And that's really what has changed the perspective, whether you're an artist, a DJ, a beatboxer, a podcaster. Look, if you focus in on enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential and focusing on how do I monetize that pursuit and journey. Everything will come your way rapidly and accurately, and you won't quit. Most people quit too early. That's the biggest problem. They don't understand acceleration and growth. And I'll give you a quick example. You know, most people get to 25% of the way there, and it takes a little bit of time. But when they get to 25% of the way there, they quit because they start listening to everybody else and start voting for what everybody else thinks of them or wants for them. They start seeing and saying, well, I'm not as far as I want to be, so I'm going to quit well, meanwhile, they're accelerating and growing, and what they don't know is in half as much time as it took them to get to 25% of the way there, in half as much time, they can get to 50% of the way there. And the sad thing is, of the 1% that hung on at 25%, now 1% of 1% hangs on at 50%, and little did the 1% of the 1% know that they're only half as much time from being 100% of the way there. That 1% doesn't know is they're only halfway from 200% and halfway from 400, halfway from 800, halfway from 1600. That's how exponential growth and acceleration grows. That's how I built my brand, you know, in social media.
0: Anna Rose, speaker, coach, and social media brand strategist.
8: We've been conditioned to think that we always need to do our best, right? We always need to be on it. And, um, and show up and all these things. But in reality, your best varies day to day. So when, you know, you might be feeling depressed and you can't get out of bed, well, then you're doing your best that day, might just be getting up. It might just be pushing yourself to go outside. It might just be pushing yourself to make yourself breakfast or to call a friend and vent, you know? So I think what it is, is remembering that you know, if you're going through something, it doesn't necessarily have to be a huge step. The first step, it could just literally be like something very small. Some, Like I said, like getting out of bed or reminding yourself that you, you can do it. And it is hard, especially, you know, when mental health and everything is is factored in. And I think at that point, it goes beyond that. And it's a lot, your step might just be leaning on your community and, and allowing them to, to be there for you emotionally and support support yourself like we also yes you know we are the ones in control but at the same time we don't have to do the laws
0: nick english nutrition expert at barbend
9: i'm i'm a fanatic for crock pots and and for lentils you know those are the two things i'm really crazy about if you have no idea how to cook and it's a com- it's completely alien to you um for starters, that's completely fine and don't be embarrassed about it or ashamed or anything like that um, but I, I do, I pretty much always recommend someone get a crock, but you can get like a pretty big one on Amazon. I forget the brand of it, but you can, you can get a big one in for, for less than 50 bucks. And then you can just buy cheap cuts of meat, like the tough cuts of meat, um, like pork shoulder, you know, which is much cheaper than a pork loin and uh, like brisket, which is a lot cheaper than steak. And you can make really, really, really good meals. Like my favorite, like my favorite one, if you eat pork, you can get like a pork shoulder, right? And the simplest thing you can do is like stab it uh, stab it a few times and put it in some garlic cloves. Like let's say you got, I don't know, four pounds of uh, pork shoulder, just put it in like, you know, four, five, six cloves of garlic, rub it with some salt. Uh, I like to add some smoked paprika in there to make it a bit bit smokier, you know. Um, but even if you don't, even if you just do the pork shoulder, garlic cloves under the skin, rub it with some salt, and then drop it in the crock pot for like if you got four pounds, I don't know, put it on low for like – eight hours, so just leave it going when you're at work. Um, not that anyone's going out for work right now, but you know what I mean? Uh, you can come back to it after, you know, eight or nine hours. Uh, the prep time is very, is very, very short. It sounds like it's an involved meal when you say it takes eight hours, but literally all you're doing, you get the pork shoulder, put garlic cloves in it, rub it with salt, drop it in, and you're done. It's like a minute of prep time and shred up the pork when it's done. And every person will say it's the best thing they've ever had in their entire life. Like everyone freaking loves pulled like slow cooked pulled pork. It's amazing. And it's delicious. Uh, it's low on carbohydrates. It's obviously plenty of fat, but like if, if you just want to get started with making yummy things at home and you don't know how to cook, that's a, that's a really simple crock pot recipe. Like, so that's, that's one of them. Uh, and it's the, 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 probably the easiest one, but brisket is another one that I really like. And again, you, you can just get a brisket, rub with some salt and leave it there for you know 10 hours and it's gonna be great for me what i like to do i like to put on top of some chopped onions because they get all like soft and gooey and fatty and um, throughout the cooking process and i rub the brisket with like a like a like a spice rub you know so just like a combination of garlic powder uh, cumin some cayenne pepper chili powder um you know also like some, some ground coffee is actually like really good as well. Like to, to rub the meat with, it comes out with like a nice earthy flavor. So just rub with like a collection of spices. Don't go too hard on the cumin, but like everything else you can sort of happily add in there, especially paprika. And then you just rub that, rub the meat with it and just put the lid on and cook it on low or high if you have less time. (laughs) And then you, and then you come back to it and it's like, it's delicious. And everyone will say, this is absolutely amazing. This is the best, like, meat I've ever had. This is, like, better than the steak I normally get. Like, what did you do? And the answer is I just put it in a croquette and rubbed it with some spices and left it. And it took me all of, like, a minute to get ready. And now it's, like, amazing.
0: Danielle Lateef, CEO of Badassery.
3: Everything is figureoutable. And I don't think that's in Webster's dictionary. I like to check if that's even a word. But um, <laughs> I think that has helped me remain stable in very difficult times. And that applies to both business and personal. Because, a lo- I mean, the older I'm getting and the, the more deeply I'm <clears throat> getting into my business, obviously, like, things are getting thrown at me that I just could never, you know, imagine what would happen. Case in point, covid my business is built on a lot of in-person interactions. Never in my life did I think that I would never be able to get people together for, you know, like uh, for this reason. So in thinking that everything is figure outable, it helps me think really calmly and very creatively. So it's like, okay, so maybe we can't do X, but how about if we try Y? Um, so it's just like it's very simple, but I think just telling myself that there is always a way a way in, a way out, whatever it is. And sometimes that way just means stopping something Um, that has gotten me through a lot and has just kept, kept me calm. And in making decisions calmly has helped me make the right decision.
0: And Rich Redmond, professional drummer who plays with Jason Aldean, as well as a speaker, author, and actor.
10: Man, you know, I think that maybe this pandemic will teach us more than ever that it's so important to have more than one revenue stream, right? Because even if, say, you're in corporate America, say you're in corporate America and you work for one of the Fortune 100 and you get a great salary and you're driving your Audi and you got your 401k, you got a nice place to live, the whole deal. Um, really at the end of the day, you're still self-employed because I have I have friends in corporate America that the axe keeps falling every year and people are downsizing, downsizing, downsizing. They go, Oh my God, I just made it. I ca- I kept my job. But you know, eventually that job might go away. And those people have to be you have to have some other skill sets, some other things. You have the opportunity now with the way technology is to build your own brand. And it is kind of hilarious, all the things I've done. You know, I've been a Professional songwriter, and i 've heard my songs on the radio, and I could walk into a supermarket and go, oh my god, that 's me playing the drums, Wow, <laughs> and I could go see wow, look at me i'm i 'm playing a cop on TV or look at all the all these cool childhood dreams that I was able to realize from the sweat of my brow, you know, a lot of blood, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, divorces, life, man, you know life you know life will kick you, it really will, and you have to have some really thick skin. But, um, you know, eventually one thing is going to happen. We are all going to die. So when we are on our deathbed, we don't want to tell our family, oh, I'm so... Resentful, or I'm so regretful of things that I wanted to do that I never chased. So you only get that one life. So I say, if you want to do anything, and it could be anything, you could it could be something so far fetched, the 50 year old that wants to be the ballerina, right, or the 60 year old that wants to go into acting, or there's somebody that wants to be a voiceover artist for cartoons. Like it's never too late to chase your your dream. Arm yourself with the ammunition, like educate yourself and say, okay, a voiceover artist for cartoons, who are the guys that do it? Oh, maybe there's 40 people to do that job. Where do they go to get training? Where do they all live? Where does the work take place? And then you might have to make horrendously difficult decisions in your life to realize some of these dreams because a lot of times you have to go to where the action is, right? You have to swim in that trough and drink that water. It's like all the people, all the, the animals in the African plain, they're all going to be at that watering hole, right? Because they're looking for the water. And they have to go there. And so like cities like New York, LA, Atlanta, Nashville, cities that are that are that are part of the uh, entertainment culture, you have to kind of be in those places. But no, a, a niche or a niche, I like to say niche, my band is like, it's niche, rich, it's niche. I say niche. Um, they say, uh, you know, eventually you want to find that like for me, my niche, my calling, what I'm known most for the most exposure I've had ever is being the drummer for Jason Aldean, you know, so that opens the door. It opens the door for, for people to take me seriously when I tell them the other things that I'm dreaming about and wanting to cultivate. So it is smart to maybe be really good at one thing and go after it. But I don't know, man, you crazy kids who are starting to do it now in your 20s, I don't know. Maybe it would be good to have multiple things that you're doing. Here's the deal though. You got to be good at all of them. You can't be half-assed at at a lot of things, you know, which creates more work for you, right? You can't be a jack-of-all-trades master of none. You literally have to be a master of of all, which is (laughs) exhausting, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) So there you have it. The best of Upbeat in the last six months or so. Hit me up on Instagram and let me know which ones were your favorite at parkercane.co or at UpbeatPod. Uh, And of course, I'd appreciate it if you guys would please follow the podcast, subscribe to the show, uh, leave an upbeat review, share this with a friend, that kind of stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks guys. You're the best. I'll see you next week as we kick off our next six months. Exciting stuff. Can't wait.